0: Welcome to Pop Culture Elevator, where we can only go up until it's time to go down.
1: I'm Danny. And I'm Mark. We're going to take you down the pop culture rabbit hole. Definitely an adventure.
0: We will look at newer
1: films as well as some older. We will take big blockbusters to the chopping block. And make you aware of the smaller indies and my favorite, B, C, and D films. Not just that,
0: but we'll talk about the news, the what's going ons, and whatever in pop culture today. Now Now let's let's get get this show on on the the road. road. And if you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Gmail at popcultureelevator.com.
1: That's right. And you can also find us at our Instagram, popcultureelevator, Elevator, as well as our Twitter, PCE Podcast. And as always, we'd love to hear from you. Before
0: we get into the review, we'd like to tell you there will be spoilers.
1: You've been warned. Right, so if you want to go watch the movie and come back to us, that would be great.
0: Welcome back, passengers, to another episode of Pop Culture Elevator.
1: That's right, we're 21. Officially, this show can drink. Yes, we can drink all we want.
0: <laughs> Although right now, all I want is water.
1: Yeah. So,
0: we're, uh, we watched Disney's new live-action film, Mulan
1: mulan the uh reimagining of the animated show from the 90s excuse me movie from the 90s
0: right a beloved movie for a lot of uh people my age maybe a little older maybe a little younger yeah uh and and this film is um well it's got mark and i at a uh divisive moment
1: yeah yeah the great divide finally uh Another good uh, little debate we'll have here today for you guys. Um, so let's, uh, let's kind of go with what you were talking about at first. It's a beloved film from back in the day. And to be perfectly honest, um, I was kind of forced to watch this movie when I was younger. I was in like after school care and they would make us all sit down and like basically like I think one day they were like, all the girls, what do y'all want to watch? And uh, like, you know, previous day they had asked all the boys. So this time they chose Mulan. And it was a musical, and I was never really into musicals. Uh, so back then, I just like played with a board game or some play doh or something like that while this movie was on, and I just it didn't really grab my attention back then. I know it's an amazing movie, but it just it just wasn't my thing.
0: Well, and and I'm gonna agree with you on that point. Is that when I was younger, uh, I didn't care. It wasn't until I got older and and rewatched it again, probably. Uh, closer to college age, uh, that I rewatched it because a buddy of mine um really liked Disney films, and so uh, I think I kind of gained an appreciation for it there. But uh, yeah. now I have a, I love that film. It's one of it's one of the films that I really like from Disney's old cat, uh catalog, and the music is still like, um, you know, let's get down to business. That song is like oh, for yeah. me. I could listen to that any time. I can pop that on and just it feels like a motivational let's go. We're going to we're going to defeat the Huns. Yeah. And and you know, for me that was just a big deal. And so when we heard that this movie was being made, I got a little excited. And then I was a little less excited when they said we're taking out the music, we're taking out Mushu the dragon and we're taking out Cricket and hey. it's going to be it's going to be a very serious film. Okay, cool. I don't necessarily have a super big problem with that if they're going to go serious. Yeah. Um,
1: Which they but, did. That's that's what uh, I felt like they did.
0: But no. Okay, so... Starting off the first five minutes of the film... Let's... Well, let me... You know what? I don't want to get into this yet. Nikki Caro is the director. I want to mm-hmm. bring her up first. Nikki Caro is the director. And... and let's be fair this is again it's another Disney film all these live action films are taking something beloved from someone's childhood and turning them into something different yeah so like we had The Brilliant Jungle Book it only had two songs Uh it only had two songs from the original movie and they were sung very differently from uh, actually three songs and one of them was only part of the song so it's you know we can live without the music in it and I thought uh, Jean Favreau did an amazing job as uh, director of, of Jungle Book and, and all of the, the little kid and all that was just fantastic then um, I believe we got Cinderella somewhere in there but I didn't see it but I've heard it's okay uh-huh. um, Beauty and the Beast was, was a big one and it did very well I that. Uh, Beauty and the Beast was fantastic up there with Jungle Book as the two best live action uh, remakes they've done Uh, And then you've got, um, what was after that? Uh, Was that Lion
1: King? Yeah, Lion Lion King. No, Lion Lion King King was first. And then Aladdin.
0: We had had Lion King, which it just didn't do anything new. Like, it wasn't terrible. It just didn't do anything new. It was like, okay, I'm just watching a kind of lifeless version of the first movie. (laughs) Because, well, they took out all the
1: emotions. Yeah, the animation, the cartoon, it really brings a lot of expressivity, right?
0: Right, so it's kind of soulless in a in a way. I mean, I love the soundtrack and stuff. I mean, it still did a good job, but it was just it was exactly the same movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was that was I just watched a li- a quote unquote live action version of uh, let's just say an all CGI that looked realistic version of um, of a beloved Life. cartoon, right? And, yeah. um, and then they did Aladdin, which you know. <laughs> it has good things and it has bad things. It wasn't a bad movie. It wasn't a great movie. It was just somewhere in like, okay, if I watch this, I'm not going to complain about watching it. You had great performances from, uh, Will Smith and, Mm -hmm. uh, the girl who played Jasmine, Naomi, uh, I can't remember her last name right now, Uh but they did a great job. And also the, the girl who loved the genie, she was fun in the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you had that. And then, um, I think that was it, right? Now we're here to, uh, to Mulan, and oh, they did Lady and the Tramp, but that went straight to Disney Plus. But oh, I didn't, I didn't see even
1: it. see that. Yeah, I, yeah, didn't, I didn't even realize it that yet. they had re released that. I used to love that movie.
0: It's like uh, seventy minutes or something like that. It's supposed to be pretty cute. Cool. Oh, I didn't see it. I had a friend tell me the other day she liked it, so. Um, so now here we are in Milan. And so we have Nikki Caro who takes on this big directing gig for this movie that they want to make serious. She's come from Whale Rider, North Country, which actually got a lot of uh, award nods uh, that they were saying it's amazing. And The Zookeeper's Wife. And she did a couple others that I didn't hear of. Um, and and so, I don't know. I'd say relatively this is a big movie for her, like as in like scope. Right. And, and you're making a big... Chinese production. Okay. Well,
1: I feel like uh, they chose her because she's done movies that uh, may have been more geared toward the female audience before. Because uh, I, I, I'm not super familiar with her work, so I could be wrong. But and I felt like that's what this movie was supposed to be. And I think that they really succeeded in creating an amazing uh, strong female role. Or uh, well, rather, carrying forth the legacy of a strong female role.
0: I wish I, I, wish I felt that way. Because all right, so let's get into it. Here's yeah, let's here's do it. Uh, so the starting of the movie, the first five or ten minutes, you see uh, young Mulan, and she is chasing a chicken, uh-uh. and she's doing all this acrobatic stuff all around, and she's like basically floating in air in t- at times and <laughs> uh, super fast, and all this stuff. It's strong, and she's just it's all natural to her, and of course, it's pissing off all the people in the town because it's not f-
1: ladylike. And it's he it's, uh, it's her apparently she has a very natural strong uh, she which is they gave her, uh, they gave
0: her superpowers
1: i don't think it's it's superpower i think that they she gave, has a super like agility maybe like no, more than most humans but i don't think it's do superhuman that
0: she's able to do things that normal people cannot do not even the warriors right uh, in the film and so right off the bat they're saying a, a female cannot be strong without something added to it.
1: See, that's so, I, so again, like, I really feel like she had a natural talent, right? So it's like, it's like watching like a regular dude play basketball with Kobe Bryant right no. like that dude had talent and worked on his talent but, for years but, and then like you then it's like oh well colby bryant has superpowers it's like no that guy took time and harnessed his natural ability she did and not. that's why she's she able to a jump she had natural
0: chi that made her stronger and her agility bigger and she could freaking float on air and she could run across walls and she can do flips off buildings and land and still not get hurt i don't that's really not, remember the floating on air part s- That's a superpower, not a. When I say float, I mean like glide. That's a superpower, not a not a uh, natural agility. That is something that no one can ever have.
1: I don't know, because you see, like people, like they can run, use their momentum against the wall and stuff. She didn't
0: have to hone it,
1: dude. I think they kind of skipped the honing. I'll give you that. It was just kind of like, boom, she's naturally good, and they don't show the montage of her training. I'll give you that.
0: And then the father said. After the mother had talked to the father, they basically said, "Hide your natural chi ability, yeah. and uh, it, so you can be bring honor the family and get married. The matchmaker can find you a match." Yeah. Which, okay, let's stop there. The matchmaker scene.
1: Wait, wait, the... wait, 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 So like the the, the well, let's stop with the 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 father is telling her to that you have to hide your chi because it's not ladylike, but you can tell that he doesn't want to be telling her this message like he he knows that she's great but he also knows that they're the and i feel like that's another thing that maybe not everyone will grasp is the culture is that they have to bring honor to their family and that mostly comes through tradition and i think that he told her what he had to tell her but also let her know that that he sees what he's stifling out and he's uh kind of frankly ashamed or not very proud of it uh, well, sure. and then it, says, then it goes on but <sighs> okay i like the that moment though
0: it was nice there was nice moments yeah and the movie had nice moments it's just that bothered me right there is the fact that she had powers and it made me feel like and you could say all day long that she doesn't have powers it's a natural no they're powers they're powers and she's able to hone in on these powers that no one else can hone in on frankly saying that this girl is needs the powers the first movie the original not the first the original uh animated film she didn't have powers she just got strong by training
1: i i again i'm just like what powers because she's just like i mean don't get me wrong does she like she does a couple crazy things like the way she kind of launches herself and stuff but i'm like that could be like the you achieved with like an amazing gymnast skill set so like i still don't think it's you say super that human
0: can you say that people can jump in the air do a flip kick an arrow out of the air and go straight into someone's heart
1: uh you know i thing? mean don't get me wrong there's uh, it's a movie so like i can't say like somebody could do that but i know that people can like do a flip and kick something and maybe not aim it somewhere but like again like i mean well, i think that everything is, uh, a lot of things were are just just outside the boundaries of possible where it's like okay i but i don't think that she you don't see her hadouken somebody or she doesn't change into a bird like the other witch does you know what i mean and uh but, which they do okay. kind of classify her as a witch for a little bit
0: they do she says they say that she'll be looked at as a witch right and <clears throat> okay the witch also tells her later on that they have the same power of Chi. She has powers.
1: It, no, Chi is not a power. Chi but is a... This, is
0: a, a power. I know what the Chi is. I understand what it is. But the, in the movie, they've made it into a power.
1: So don't get me wrong. She has power from her Chi. That's a, her strength as a woman or as a human being regardless. And I just think that... Because of her natural chi, she's able to fight, and because of her natural athletic ability, she's able to jump higher or you know whatnot. <laughs> but she's not like leaping buildings in a single bound, you know no, what I mean? She
0: doesn't, have, she doesn't have Superman
1: power, exactly. She has like,
0: uh, she has, like street level uh, Marvel character power. So,
1: so you're, you're saying she has like Hawkeye superpowers which are not mm, superpowers than Hawkeye <laughs> no like, like Black Widow but again still no, not like, superpowers
0: better than them but still street level like daredevil power
1: because like the, the one thing I was concerned about and I think I already said this was the the bird you know like I thought that the phoenix excuse me was gonna somehow I don't know like she was gonna transform into another phoenix or she was gonna be able to command the phoenix but the phoenix was really just a symbol of her ancestry. That her ancestors right, it just were watching over with her, with her, making yeah. sure that
0: she was okay, and it was supposed to be a replacement for Mushu. The right. Dragon.
1: And, and so I feel like her powers are obviously from her chi, but the chi is an awareness and a balance with your surroundings and your body and your soul, mind, everything. So I think that with that and those teachings and her natural ability, she's able to do some things a lot of people can't do. But I do agree that like if she had done some of the things that the witch had done, then we would be talking about like supernatural stuff.
0: The witch basically told her that she could do that stuff if she
1: if she trained wanted. more. Yeah, exactly. So she has powers. But that's again something cultural. Like if you go deep into the culture, they, there are parts of it that become magical.
0: I'm not saying that. And she it's doesn't not. have it yet, and Listen, that's what I feel like the I'm witch not, is
1: declaring. Like you don't have I'm it yet. Arguing. But you could.
0: I'm not arguing that it's a cultural thing. Okay. I am arguing that she shouldn't have that in the first place.
1: So I di- so I disagree because it's a cultural thing. I think they needed to have it in here cuz it ch- no, it shows no, you part of the, the culture. The first
0: movie, the first movie, she didn't need it. The original movie, it was okay. about a woman who became powerful by herself when she trained and then and then was able to take a take a part of the army and make it amazing and it just it bothers me that they had to make this that way. That they had so, to. It basically, for me, I'm not going to. I'm not going to back down on it. No, it's I was just going to say if,
1: takes if if you interpret it that way and that they say they, that,
0: it just makes me feel like it. It says women can't do this. A woman couldn't do
1: this uh-huh. without
0: some sort of uh, booster.
1: Right. So I agree with you. That is an upsetting sentiment, and it like since that's the way you interpret it. Uh, I did, I completely agree. I think that's baloney, and I don't think that that's the way they should present it. That's just not how I received it. Just because, but if they had been like Mulan, all of a sudden has the powers of Flash, or the, you know, somebody that's like a superhero, then I would be like, oh, you know, that's not cool. But because well, it's cheap.
0: they made know. her special. They uh, gave. They told you in the beginning, Mulan is special. They uh, told you. They didn't like their... Whereas. It wasn't a girl who wanted to protect her father. Yes, she yes, she does want to, but it, it wasn't the th- what made Mulan special is that she wanted to protect her father. She knew that she could be. She knew that she could do this if she trained and 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 whatnot. And she had mm-hmm. Mushu and Cricket with her, which you know made it a little bit better because they were kind of the they were the comedic parts of it. But it also helped her. Uh, Gain the confidence to do this stuff, but it just, I feel like it took away from that sentiment there. And then, so I think that you and I can agree to disagree. Uh, I know, I think I uh, can
1: see what you're saying. It's just that's not how I received it, is all. Sure, I get it. So I guess let's move
0: on from this because it it just makes me upset to think about, but.
1: Yeah, that uh, is upsetting.
0: We go into. She's older. She has to go to the uh, matchmaker, uh-huh. <laughs> and we we find out earlier in the movie that her sister is afraid of spiders, <laughs> and she likes to mess with her sister. You know, yeah. She's like, "Oh, you be- don't move! There's a spider in your hair." Um, you know, it's like. <laughs> so we know that she's afraid of spiders, and so she goes to the matchmaker, and the matchmaker has the sister there and the mom there, and then Mulan's all dressed up in the traditional. Uh, garb. I don't know. Garb, I guess, is the best way. I was going to say geisha, but it's yeah. not really geisha.
1: Yeah, I don't um,
0: think so either. Uh, so she's she's in this garb, the traditional, let's just say, uh, makeup. And a uh, nice uh, dress. And <coughs> they're doing the whole thing, and the, the matchmaker's like, oh, you need to be uh, silent, and you need to be strong, and you need to be blah, blah, blah.
2: Poised uh, in,
0: yeah. And uh, this whole thing is happening and she's agreeing. There's a spider that's coming down from the roof. And yeah. it's the most terrible CGI. <laughs> it's, so, <laughs> it's so bad. It's bad CGI. Um, and it comes down and Mulan moves the teacup on top of the spider. Because she knows yeah. it's going to freak her sister out.
1: Well, it can't, it's the pot, right? Is it's, not a, it's the teapot?
0: It's the pot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That she moves the teapot on top of the spider uh-huh. and the matchmaker's like, oh, it needs to be in the middle. Right. And she's like, uh, no, I think it looks good here. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, no, it needs to be in the middle. And of course, she's trying to be thing...
1: classy and discreet and poised. Yeah. You know, you don't talk about somebody's fear in or weaknesses or health stuff mm-hmm. in other cultures.
0: Yeah, and it leads to a whole silly scene. See, this is... Okay, this is my issue, Mark. This is my... This is just... I like that scene. No, it, nothing. The scene was funny and it made me laugh. Yeah. CGI being bad aside. Yeah. It was a funny scene. Um,
1: and she catches all the... Like, they the, the spider comes up and the, rather they move the teapot and the, the spider scampers off and runs basically towards all the ladies and hops towards the... Uh, I don't know what her name was again. The lady, li- the lady who's teaching them, basically the matchmaker. Yeah, the, the matchmaker. Excuse me, and then uh, and everyone freaks out knocks all these uh, glasses and the teapot into the air. And Mulan, uh, in a very crouching tiger, hidden dragon fashion, like catches a couple cups on each hand with chopsticks, and then the teapot with like her foot. And she's kind yeah. of in a crane position, if you will. Very cartoony
0: scene, but yeah, it worked. But, but here's th- this is where my issue comes in. Is that it just for a movie that's supposed to be trying to take the story seriously? The scene that scene didn't work for me in that regard. So, why are we taking away Mushu and Cricket or the music for even that matter? Uh, because we want to go for realism.
1: Uh, because I think that scene was uh, essential in not only in like backing up what happened with the father and where there is a cultural way that everyone is expected to act and in her case as a female she needed to act in the way that uh the late the matchmaker was talking about in the way her father was also leading up to uh, reluctantly and um but the fact that she had strength and courage to you know help a, somebody with a spider phobia and uh whatnot i felt it was really putting a lid on a strong female role that she has to break out of and it's just like no look i literally like helped save somebody from a spider i would have if somebody had helped me put these darn things down i would have saved all your teapots and teacups if somebody had just grabbed them from me but she, the the lady is uh, the matchmaker excuse me is upset that she displayed these qualities And they're not ladylike. They're supposed to be reserved, behaviors reserved for men in that culture. Which is, uh, you know, where she's just, everyone is upset, right? They walk out and the matchmaker is like, oh, their family has raised a bad daughter. And uh, she'll never meet anybody type of talk. And, you know, the thing is that she's better than that. She's stronger. And she, she exemplifies... I mean, to, I mean, she eventually they've come out to say she's stronger than any of the men in their um, army, and uh, th- you know I don't think that your that this that that strength comes uh, like you have to have uh, you're on another level on another plateau, so you uh, you're gonna act in a way that puts you in different positions that leads to a new level of poise and being collected and whatnot, and I think that's what eventually leads up to. But anyways, you were saying about just, that part.
0: It just felt out of place for something that's supposed to be serious is basically what it comes down to. And so for me, so okay, she dishonors the family, right? Yeah. Matchmaker's like, she's not going to find a match for this girl. Family's dishonored. And then uh, Mulan gets chastised by her parents. And then, you know, of course, the the Huns start attacking another... We see on the distance, or not in the distance, but in another scene, the Huns. They're not really... I don't think they're called Huns. They just called them the Northerners. Yeah, Yeah, I think they didn't call them the Huns in this one. So the Northerners attack, and uh, it's led by Bori Khan, Uh who's played by Jason Scott Lee, who does a pretty good job for what he has. He's not a big part of the film. Like, he could have been bigger. They could have made him more, I guess, the real... Bad guy of the film is him, but mm-hmm. also through him, the witch. Yeah. Uh, but Jason Scott Lee does a great job. Jason Scott Lee, who um, his biggest movie, he, you know, he did a lot of stuff, but his biggest movie was um, where he played Bruce Lee in Dragon: The yeah. Story of Bruce Lee, and um, they have no relation. Jason Scott Lee is not related to um, Bruce Lee or or Brandon Lee, for that matter. But um, he he does a pretty good job. We see them attacking. Uh, You see the witch uh, who can turn into a um, hawk. And the witch is played by Li Gong. I went through her IMDb, and it's a lot of um, Chinese films that I have not seen. Mm -hmm. A lot of these actors are from Chinese films, right? That was the big thing. And I'm glad. I will give. I will. I love them for the fact that there was no whitewashing whatsoever. Yes. Um, all the actors were of, of an Asian descent and it worked. Um, let's see. So Mulan, uh, so they, they come, it it turns out the emperor needs men. So they're going to, they're going to try to fight the, the northerners and they're going to try to cut them off. And they come in and of course, just like the old movie, they're like, we need one boy from each, one man from each family. And the father says, uh, you know, I will... Um I will do this because I do not have any men in my family. And the father, god, I don't know why I didn't uh look this up before. The father is someone um you've seen in, in
1: oh, many movies. Yeah, the huh? uh Zime from uh Rush Hour. We talked about that's him right. before. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes, that's right cuz he was in um Rush Hour. Rush Hour, but I feel like we
1: Oh, yeah, he's been in a ton of other movies. Uh, But I
0: feel like we talked about him...
1: uh, He was uh, in uh, Matchstick Man... Or, excuse me, uh, not Matchstick Man. uh, Lady Killers with Tom Hanks. That's probably why
0: we talked about him.
1: Yeah, it is. And I think he had a birthday. Oh, no. He was was in The Farewell. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. That's why
0: we talked about him. He was in The Farewell. And uh, just a great actor. Uh I mean, we can go... Again, he's in Arrival. He's in... um, uh, he was in the Man in the High Castle TV series.
1: All right! He was so good in that. Uh,
0: he does Veep. He's been in. He's been a voice in some Star Wars shows. Um, he, he's you know he's just a, a really good actor. I feel you know so stupid when I say he's just a real good actor, but I mean it. Like he, he is. He is a good actor, and I, I enjoy watching him on screen. Yeah. So he was another good part. His The father was one of the better parts of the film for me.
1: Yeah, the, um, the mother as... was played by uh, Rosalind Chow, and uh, the only thing I remember this lady from is, uh, I think it's the hot chick with Rob Schneider.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: And she it's plays me. Ling she plays Ling's mom. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you forgot your bling bling.
0: Do you remember that? No, it's been so long, but uh, the, it reminds me of uh how 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 racist we got in the '90s and early 2000s yeah. in our yeah. casting in, in films.
1: Oh man, I hope I'm not wrong because that's not cool but uh uh yeah, exactly that we've come a long way. a lot of things may maybe from the early 2000s but not have aged so well
0: so mulan let's let's go into the mulan uh, yai Liu Lu La, Yai Fei Lu mm-hmm. is who plays mulan. And again, I went through IMDb and I found nothing that I recognized. You're right, uh, and so uh, I can't really talk about that with any um, confidence. Or, but if you guys know, you passengers know about her.
1: My hope um, is that I, this is an Oriental star-studded cast that I just am not familiar is. with yeah. their work. Yeah.
0: So Yaifei Lu, nothing against her. Um, I've not I've not seen her other stuff. I've not seen her act. I know that she was a model before. Um, at least that's what her profile says, and. So, I just, and, and you could disagree with me if you want. I think we kind of talk, uh, talked on it, but I just felt like uh, Mulan's character, being the main character of the movie, was so boring. Okay. Um, so, one sided. It just did not feel like there was. Uh, you could see in the face, I guess, that there was a, a sort of torment. Yeah. But. It, honestly I didn't feel it from her acting I didn't feel like uh, I didn't really feel like I cared for Mulan and the, honestly the only times I cared for Mulan were uh, when she was finally opening up to the friends
1: okay so uh, the thing that you're talking about is again another cultural thing and that's like facial expressivity in uh, culture in the Chinese culture and that's, like, something that, again, everything is very controlled, the, the, the thing that they with... teach. And so I feel like everyone is stiff and stoic and with a limited expressivity intentionally. And that's, mm. that's so – but I agreed. I was like, God, everyone is so stiff. And then I'm like, wait a minute. You know, if you've if you got to think about the culture. And it's because they don't ex- – they don't really condone was... a whole bunch of just, like, random expressions of emotion, you know?
0: But I would agree if it was everybody, and it wasn't yeah, it everybody, was it? Um... the mom, the mom was expressive, the sister was expressive, the dad was expressive, uh, the, um, how, how they, how they, is that his name? The love interest?
2: uh uh-huh.
0: All the friends, Cricket, everyone was expressive. It it was only a few actors in the movie that I felt were not expressive and not and, and really stiff, and so okay, let's uh, I guess if we go into it, Mulan does her whole thing, you know, in the in the original movie. And I'm sorry, I'm comparing, but I have to because it's yeah, a remake yeah, yeah. of an old movie. Mulan does the whole thing where she's talks about reflections. It's the song "Reflections," which um, Christina Aguilera covers for the movie, and then she decides, okay, I'm gonna take up. Uh, the sword she picks she has that conversation with her dad like saying you can't go you can't go and he's like i need to it's for the honor of our family which this movie is very much about the honor of families i get it um she picks up the he walks away she picks up his sword looks at it the camera does this turn and all of a sudden she's in her gear like in his armor she's got his um sword and Uh she's off on the horse going Uh uh-huh They already had prayed that the um, phoenix, that's their family symbol, the phoenix would watch over him. Uh Uh, Of course, he wakes up in the morning and realizes Mulan's gone. You see her little uh, comb thing that goes in her hair, Mm -hmm. a little crown or whatever it is that goes in her hair. It's on where the armor is and everything. And with a, like a was there a note? Did she leave a note?
1: No, I think that was her way. It's like uh, wherever yeah. his armor was stored, she left that. So it was like a trade, and like so letting her know that that's who took it, letting him know right? he
0: he can't tell anybody that she did this because they would kill her and maybe the family. Yeah. Um. And so she leaves, and he prays that the phoenix prays to the phoenix that the phoenix watches over her. This is another part that bothers me. She gets lost. Just a random scene where she gets lost. And it, it has no bearing except for the fact that the phoenix shows her the way to go. Phoenix rises up again in another CGI meh. Like it was just meh. Like it just felt like they just threw a CGI thing in there and didn't make it feel like it should have been there. But this is what bothers me. I didn't need the
1: lost scene. It's the part where they show you that the ancestors are truly looking over her. It's not just some...
0: They could have done that another way. I didn't need that scene. I would rather have the scene of her cutting her hair and putting on the armor and becoming uh, a man. Right?
1: And cutting the hair and everything.
0: Yeah, I would have rather seen that. Even um, the original actress who played uh, Mulan in the cartoon, Ming-Na Wen, uh, threw shade at the fact that they didn't do that scene.
1: So, and I agree with you that they, I felt like they could have given us more in that regard. Uh, but as far as the hair is concerned, as you see, like, later on, like, there are multiple men that have long hair in a ponytail. They in a bun. Sure. Yeah.
0: I have no problem with that. It's the fact that they didn't show anything. It just all of a sudden she had it on. They didn't even have to cut the hair. They could have just showed her putting it into a bun. Like, getting ready. Like, a little
1: montage.
0: Uh-huh. Um, anyway, yeah, she like gets to
1: the we need that Batman putting on his his gauntlets and yeah. his uh, you know shing bing,
0: bing. yeah <laughs> exactly we also need one scene of that. She gets to the the camp where she's training where she's supposed to train and she, the first thing she does, gets in a fight with uh, how howe howe how, how the the guy and then Donnie Yen comes in as Commander uh, Tung. Uh-huh. Commander Donnie Yen a presence in his own a yes. legend in Chinese cinema unleashed uh, i'm oh. sorry 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 he wasn't gently but yeah i was looking at uh, gently <laughs> donnie yen and, and he's an uh, ip man yeah i think it's ip-, ip man is how they pronounce it ip man one through four oh, i didn't really. that cool. he's in hero he's in blade two and and most recently rogue one where he was yeah. absolutely fantastic yep like one of the best parts of rogue one his character was awesome and you know, one of those characters that, man, we, I wish that they wouldn't have died in Rogue One because I would love to see more of, of his character. Mm-hmm. But fantastic. This this is a this is a man who can act. Yeah. Who's been doing it for years. Who has something like 77 credits to his name in IMDb. Yeah. Who does action after action film after action film and is beloved. And he's just so freaking stiff in this movie. So. And I just... And... and he's i get it he's supposed to be the commander he's supposed to be the one who's showing strength to everyone and yeah here's another thing he he fought with mulan's father
1: uh-huh
0: so when mulan introduces herself as the as what do we say it was
1: how how milan uh, uh wow did the, the original name or her upgraded name upgraded name uh upgraded the the name is wow mulan
0: but do they, no, they don't say Mulan. It's just Wow.
1: No, yeah. It's, it's like one... It's, it's all name Like, Wow Mulan. Before it was... Oh, okay. uh, ja, I think it was Jao Mulan or... I uh, uh, forget what her original name was. But, yeah. Anyway. Yao. Uh, Yao <laughs> Mulan versus Wow Mulan.
0: Okay. So they... She introduces herself and he's like, Oh, I fought with your father. He's honorable. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like interesting to me i thought right off the bat i was like oh he knows that mulan's actually a yeah i thought so um, i
1: thought they did a couple good uh having a couple moments like that where it's like oh they know
0: yeah where i was like he knows but he's not saying anything like yeah. that yeah I, I there were definitely times when i thought that that bothered me a little bit um but of course we hear about uh okay cricket shows up but cricket's a guy this time and his mom <laughs> he's like my mother says uh name me cricket because she says i'm lucky like, he, and he yeah. is. He's really... Actually, he's a funny. character. He's so
1: lucky. Yeah, I liked him a lot.
0: I thought that I wouldn't like him, but I liked him.
1: Yeah. Uh, and...
0: <sighs> <laughs> so, they go and they do their training stuff, right? And the first night, you find out that... Um, here's all the rules. Like, if you lie, you die. Yeah. If you... No, if you lie, you get... Uh, ban- you get... Um, expelled 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 right and so dishonor to your whole family you can really never go back to your village yeah um if you do this you die if you do that you die so she's got all these rules and now they're like okay go take showers and yeah she's she decides, breaking all the rules <laughs> yeah she's like trying not to take a shower like they mentioned a bunch of times in the movie that she's smelly yeah um she she goes to bed after everyone else takes on guard duty at night so she doesn't have to take her clothes off uh-huh. go to bed um, she's wearing this thick leather thing that goes over her chest. Yes. Um, you know, and all these are kind of... They're kind of interesting scenes. But let me also get to this. This is like an hour into the movie. Yeah. Like, everything we've explained is like a whole hour. There was so much stuff that they could have cut for me... This movie didn't have to be two hours. It could have been an hour and a half, and I would have been totally fine.
1: It's so funny because they like we're the exact opposite. So like when you're like, oh, they took out the music and they took out a couple of characters and make it more seriously, I was like, yeah, hooray, you know. And you you know you were kind of disappointed, but like you're like, all right, well they're gonna go serious. But like me, I was like, thank goodness because I didn't want another musical. Well, and, and then uh, the other... it's, it's just so funny.
0: Well, it's not even. I don't need the music part. I like I said, it just there was just stuff that could have been taken out it was too long it was
1: I felt like it was she... did a good job
0: Mulan was a little too See, I was bored dude I was bored through the whole film and then and, and the I'll give fight- you
1: that like maybe the first like 20 30 minutes were slow the like kind of first Hour, yeah, and like, (laughs) and then it picks up like after the the uh, matchmaker scene where they say that she they raised a bad child right before she has to leave for war. Uh Um, I felt like that brought in some comedic relief because you know you see this lady who's trying to take these um boundaries like patriarchal boundaries and take them so seriously, and it's funny because you know in the age of a strong woman that those things. Are somewhat laughable because they limit women in general, and I just yeah. I felt like it was a great way of of just kind of calling out the the female roles that would really really propagate like patriarchal uh, well, limitations like that, and in a funny I way. And also, don't disagree. I really felt like they did a really good job of, as far as well, maybe where we should wait to talk about this, but like as far as like like American strong female roles, there's normally like a an FU montage to like a dad or a stepdad or a boyfriend or something like that and it's truly like like them getting trashed getting a hair blowout and uh like and then and basically they're the exact same person but they they have a hair blowout and they've just insulted everybody and then now they're going on their way and in this way they did it was just like gosh you know I'm really torn I really don't want to do this but I'm I'm basically doing this act and leaving respectfully But it is an insult and brings dishonor to my family that I snuck out in the middle of the night as she addresses and um, stole the horse and the armor and then lied about being a man in the army. I I don't know. I felt like there was a lot a greater deal of respect, which, yes, like when you do everything right and it's obviously like a thing of of uh, like it's uh, maybe a little snippet from life is that when you try to do everything right, it's more boring. You know, than if you had broken some rules along the way and slapped some people in the faces and thrown a few shots back while you were breaking down the patriarchy or whatever. Uh, but like, I just, I'm just like, they did a great job of of letting her become a strong woman and also honoring family at the same time, which but I felt like also... is a strong role that not just Oriental uh, culture needs, but also just female culture needs in general. That because normally it's that other way like in, like in, I forgot what, who was it like maybe it was Kristen Wigged, uh or something like that that made a, a joke about like yeah like they do some shots and get a blowout and all of a sudden they're a strong woman role and I forget but I just thought that was the funniest tidbit I had to look that up
0: she the issue there you're bringing up good points that are exactly right but at the same time that doesn't re, re, like that doesn't Give the movie an A plus because of that. I there think it's a, a testament to
1: culture, which helps. But yeah,
0: there are things that worked for sure. But okay, she's in the camps. They do the whole thing. The whole training thing could have been a montage. All of the training I completely could have been done
1: agree. Yeah. as a montage. So that's well, actually, a good.
0: That's a good fifteen minutes of the movie. Like the whole thing. But you don't like the, the
1: training scene where they're actually training. You wanted no, like a Training's quick...
0: fine. But you wanted it to be
1: quicker, like as a montage?
0: Yeah. Like, I like There was just a lot it. of slow stuff that I just... There was stuff I liked. I liked the whole her going to the lake to wash up uh, the guy coming in and being like, Hey, what's up? We're friends, right? And she's <laughs> yeah, like, we're not you. friends. And then they become friends. You can see her becoming friends with everybody Gonna before... Be <laughs> They're going to go out, and, and of course they talk about how their match made, and they do the whole fun thing where it's like, what do you want your woman to be like wa Mulan? And he, you know, Mulan's like, uh, you know, I want her to be strong, and yeah, I want her to be thoughtful and smart, and they're all laughing at that, but except for, of course, the dude that she likes. Yeah. He's um, helping her
1: out. He's, hel- him, you know, he's like, rather. no,
0: no, and... um which already was like, hmm, I see some strong guy on guy love here. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. Um, but kind of not. But uh, I did think, oh, is is this dude going to be into guys? Well, like,
1: is... they're like best friends, right? They show up, they fight, right? And then um, they, they kind of recognize the skill in the other and uh, more so... Uh, Uh, this the love the male love interest uh who's interested in milan is showing a lot more interest because he has nothing to hide but also uh he doesn't know that she's female so he's just thinking like oh you know he's more of a he's skilled but he's more of a sensitive guy so i'm just gonna like have his back yeah
0: so they go on to their first fight there's the first big fight you see the boss guy comes in and they they're they're not expecting the fight but they have the fight and this is that scene with the avalanche, right? So, mm-hmm. basically, the the Northerners are winning uh, because they've got this giant um, catapult, catapult, and it's got fire lo- fire rocks on it, and they're shooting it at the others, and the, you know other people are exploding everywhere. Yeah, and of course they don't hit the heroes yet, <laughs> um, <laughs> but Mulan gets up onto the rocks supernaturally fast and start shooting arrows at them and and then they decide to turn she makes it look like there's a bunch of people on the rocks and so they they shoot the giant rock at her it hits the snow and an avalanche comes and takes out everyone and she's able to save the love
1: interest and and not not The whole platoon or whatever, because they just huddled together and waited as targets. That's the part that I didn't like. I'm like, you're like an official army and like, yeah, you're getting attacked by a bunch of birds and everything like that. But you have somebody aiming a flaming ball catapult at you and you literally form like five targets. I'd run. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would rather take like a few. You have armor on. You can take a few pecs uh, Mm -hmm. as opposed to a fireball. That came and smashed that first group down to smithereens,
0: and like I, so that's they something. <laughs>
1: yeah, like because they just stood there. So that was something. There, there are little details like that that I'll give you. Like that, but they should have done something a little bit better. But it was cool she, that she was able to distract them. She took some of the helmets from her fallen comrades and like distracted them so they would turn it around and accidentally trigger an avalanche.
0: Right. And before, oh, before that happens, she has the personal fight with the witch. Yes. So she she follows the witch, or she follows the the she follows Bori Khan in her, in his group. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and I didn't mention this before, but I do want to mention this. Bori Khan, uh, Jason Scott Lee, was also uh, Mowgli in the nineteen ninety four yeah. live action uh, Jungle Book that they did, and he was also apparently in Back to the Future too uh-huh. as a character named Whitey. But I don't remember that character well enough. Maybe in October when we do the 45th anniversary of Back to the Future. We'll uh-huh. look out for that. But yeah. um, anyway, she follows them and it turns out there's the witch. And they get into a fight. And she, the witch knows right off the bat that she's a female. That she's lying about who she is. And if she lies about who she is, she's going to die. And I kind of like that. That whole thing was nice that she needs to... Come out and say, okay, I am the strong character. I am Mulan. Um, and it'll make her chi be bigger and she'll have more power. This is kind of where I well, started. Well, she
1: tells her her deceit weakens her. This is where, yeah, and this is where
0: I kind of enjoyed it. Every scene with the witch, I super enjoyed yeah. because I just wanted to know more about her character. Right. Um, I could have done, I could do a whole prequel movie that's about how the witch became. The way she is. And I would have loved yeah. that more than I would have loved Mulan.
1: Oh, man. I mean, so I really like... So they had this first talk, right? And she stabs her in the chest. The witch stabs Mulan in the chest. And I thought it was... Thing, a, yeah. Yeah, and so I really like that uh, the kind of metaphor... Unfor- and it's kind of an unfortunate metaphor, but it's cool that like her leather bindings uh, that helped to give her the appearance of a flat chest, of a more manly chest... Um, actually saved her from death because that uh, weapon had completely cut her armor in half and the last thing that stopped it then also you know, made the witch leave thinking she was dead and allowed her to live were right. her bindings and, and uh, were literally a physical representation of her limitations <clears throat> placed on her by a, a patriarchy that was keeping yeah. her safe technically. Uh, and it's just like, ooh, bittersweet moment right there. And I'm just like, oh, man, you know, but if she hadn't been bound, she'd be dead. And uh, not that yeah. it makes it right, but I thought that was super interesting. And yeah, I really love all the sequences with the witch. And I, I would have also liked maybe some more uh, moments in this movie showing how the witch got the way she, she was because she does just kind of appear, right?
0: Well, like, and she mentions it too. Like she mentions her backstory a little bit and you're yeah. like, geez, well, what happened? Um... So anyway, the avalanche happens. She goes and she saves uh, her new boo. And she comes to the commander and she says, Commander Tongue, I am I am Mulan. I." Am she saves
1: act- everyone as a woman.
0: Right. And they say, thank you for saving us, but because you are a woman, you are banished. You're yeah. expelled. And... Ollie, stop it! <laughs> and sorry, passengers, my dog wouldn't stop barking. So
1: We love uh, Ollie.
0: Yes, we do. He's a little cute little Frenchie. Um, so she saves them. They expel her because, well, thank you for saving us, but you're, you lied to us. Leave. And then he says, if you ever come back, you will be killed.
1: Yeah, and, but you know that they're all just afraid to admit that all their butts had just been saved by a woman and right. and it's just like oh man like you know but hurt butt hurt alarm you know it's just like oh my gosh you know uh I, you know it, it, unfortunately she just she takes her sentence and kind of leaves right for a moment or no or was she actually she's just kind of like we have to go because uh they're gonna attack the city they like i've heard that she has a force and uh they're they're infiltrated this the uh Kingdom, and they're going after the Emperor as we speak. So, we need a small force of well trained people to go and save them.
0: I, you know, what I will say this I've been kind of knocking the action a bit and kind of knocking some stuff, yeah. But that scene where she's following Bori Khan and the other guys yes. in black when the whore on the horses, yeah, with the arrows flying and her, yes. m- that was a cool scene. I, agree. that was a really best, best fight scene in the movie for me. But uh, they they kick her out, uh. She finds out from the witch. That's she sees the witch is. again. Yeah. Finds out from the witch that uh, they're that was all a distraction uh-huh. and that they're uh, going to the emperor right now to attack him. Yeah. She goes back to the camp and she's about to be killed by Commander Tongue. He's like, Give me my sword. And she says, Look, this is what's happening. You have to listen to me. The Emperor's being attacked. All this stuff. And and then the you know, the the I just keep calling the love interest because I can't pronounce his name but he comes up and he's like I believe Mulan and I think she should lead us and everyone's like I am Spartacus I am Spartacus I am Spartacus you know like that scene Um, it's just like yes I believe in Mulan you know that's what it reminded me of but um they all of course they're like okay uh, Commander Tongues like you're gonna lead us and so they go to the Emperor's um they go to the Emperor's city, the the main city, and they go to save him, and there's no one there, because the witch can turn into other people, and she turns into this guy who's the second hand man of the emperor, who says we should bring all of the all of the guards to this one place, and so that th- basically they're gonna lead them to their slaughter. And
1: just FYI, the love interest name is Ennui. I didn't know, but I looked it up, and I'm like, that's Ennui. <laughs> oh,
0: is it really? Is that how you pronounce that's it? That's how you
1: pronounce it, yeah.
0: I don't remember them saying his name a lot. Yeah, they didn't. Um, but, so, they go in, and they're like, oh, this feels weird. There's no one There's no one guarding anything. And uh, Of course, the Emperor gets attacked by, uh, by Bori Khan, and instead of, this is funny to me, this is just all... Movies in general, though, instead of just killing the emperor outright, like he wanted to in the first place, he ties the emperor up in like a like a um, cross, like, yeah. a, like a crucifix situation. And, and he's filling up uh, this pot area with like lava uh-huh. and uh, molten lava. And I'm just like, you you want this guy dead, but you want to do it in such a specific way that you're leading it to the being able to get fought.
1: Well, it was, it, okay, so that's always the downfall of just about any villain in every movie, it's the monologue, of, yeah. right? So it's like, okay, great, I'm going to tell you about my plan and I defeat you because you wouldn't shut up and just do what you came here to do. But also, this guy's trying to get revenge because the Emperor killed his father that's and right. whatnot, yeah. so this is a revenge plot. So that's why right. I think he's trying to savor the moment. He's worked so hard to get here, but also he wants him to see like his kingdom fall as he dies. Right. So, so that's why I. But I agree. Like, just shoot him or just stab him. Or you know, like what, regardless of what movie we're talking about, and the villain would win. But they want to be seen winning.
0: Okay. So the fight scenes here. This is where we see most of the fight scenes. Mm-hmm. They, and and this is where like you get more like a kind of a martial arts kind of style with it. She runs on walls. Okay, this is where her power comes in. But she runs on walls. Um, but not like not like people can. Not like someone who trains can. <laughs> she can run a full wall length and still jump up off that wall and get back down on that wall. It's
1: momentum, um, bro. Ugh,
0: no. And... Okay, whatever. Whatever <laughs> about that. Yeah. What I want to say about the fight scenes is this. In a Chinese martial arts film like... Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yes. Or any of those type films. It's a beautiful dance. The fight is a dance. Oh. It's, it's I, like this beautiful back and forth. Where it is choreographed, but it is dance. They filmed everything, all the fight scenes, they filmed double time. So that they could slow it down for some scenes where it's like a slow hmm. motion thing. So I read about this. That's cool. That's... That's where kind of it broke for me, and a lot of people, too, is that it the, the fight scenes felt too rushed. They didn't yeah. feel beautifully choreographed like that, and I—whatever, it, it just is what it is. Okay,
1: okay. Because yeah, like, I, I see what you're saying now, because, like, before I was—I mean, don't get me wrong, because I was, like, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I can totally see, like, these things, but I completely—and I was like, why is he dogging the action? I do agree that it was um, too fast— and I do agree that they did not give enough choreography to make it feel like that dance, like that artistic type of fighting. I completely agree with you there. Uh, I and I didn't think it ruined seen... the movie, but again, like this movie could have been a little bit longer and given us those things that we wanted. It's kind of like a, we need a Snyder's cut of Mulan. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. a
0: cut of Mulan that's shorter.
1: Oh, um, no. I just think it needs to have... They could be the same length, but you could cut out things and put in better things sure, in those parts. Sure, I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take yeah. that.
0: Yeah. Um, so, she, they tell her to go while they fight the guys behind the thing and she goes to find uh, Bory Khan and the Emperor. The Emperor, played by Jet Li. Yeah. The Emperor is played by Jet Li. Right. It's Jet freaking Li. And it he doesn't Li. throw a punch. Jet Li from Unleashed, the right. one... Right, hero. Right, Romeo must die. Um, oh my gosh,
1: it's like we know him for fighting, right? It is Jet Lee. Like it is freaking
0: Jet Lee, and he is unrecognizable almost.
1: Right, yeah. I was like, I saw him in the cast, and I'm looking for him the whole movie and expecting him to be one of maybe like maybe he was Boricon or something like that. But yeah, like until they did a very close up view of his face, I was like, oh. He's the Emperor, and I. <laughs> but I did not see him. I, well, they showed the Emperor a couple of times before that, but and I didn't just didn't like realize.
0: Him. Yeah. So, okay, I can understand if it's like a cameo thing, but you've got Jet Li, right. and all you do is have Jet Li uh, catch an arrow. Yeah. Right? Uh, so I agree, that fights, was
1: anticlimactic.
0: She fights Bori Khan as Jet Li is tied up she's trying to get away from him uh excuse me
1: there is a sequence right before that when boricon first comes for the emperor he's owning a whole bunch of people like i mean he's using like not bed sheets but like banners to like slap everyone and like you know twist everyone around and hit everybody so he kicks a little bit of butt for a little bit but it was not again like we could have used more of that fight scene and action sequence
0: straight up punching though like actual yeah. like fight scenes this was just like him whipping like uh fabric around and grabbing people and throwing them down through that throw, okay which whatever. again i
1: think is him being in touch with his surroundings and his chi and stuff sure. like that which is He's the whole the tone team. of the movie so right. uh i, I everyone uh, has chi but like whether or not it's as strong as the emperor or witch or mulan is debatable and or just a normal average everyday citizen or soldier mm-hmm. so uh so but yeah.
0: she fights bori khan we think he's we think he's dead, quote-unquote, because he falls off and, yeah. and lands real hard and whatever. And she goes to untie the Emperor. Uh-huh. And right before she's able to get him all the way off, Boricon shoots an <laughs> arrow at the Emperor.
1: Mulan catches... rushes. Instead of trying to catch it for him, she rushes to untie his hand so yeah. that he can catch it himself.
0: And he catches it. Really cool <laughs> kind of scene. Yeah. And then he throws the arrow up in the air and Mulan does a backflip and kicks the arrow back down.
1: Yeah. Like it, she's it, been doing through the movie.
0: And it makes it sound it makes it look like Bori Khan caught the arrow, but instead he didn't and it went into him. Yeah. And then he he dies. Yeah. But in the process, oh in the process she does lose the sword. Yeah. She's she fighting Bori it. Khan, he hits the sword, it goes into the molten lava and melts away and so she doesn't have that sword oh, anymore. Oh, that was sad. Uh, that was sad, and then this is this is actually the parts I liked of the movie. Yeah. So, um, the ending is actually good. I will give this movie yeah. that the ending I liked a lot. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the emperor brings Mulan in. He's waiting. He's sitting at the throne, and everyone's around, crowded around, watching, and she's being walked up. And this is the best part when Ming Na Wen, the original. Mulan voice is goes I present to you Mulan <laughs> yeah. that's Ming-Na Wen that's that's the freaking Calvary from Agents <laughs> of S.H.I.E.L.D. My, one of my favorite characters in that show and and also the voice of Mulan And that was for me was my second favorite other than the witch and um, I was really nerded out about that I felt that they could have used her more she could have been like the mom or she could have been like someone bigger but whatever it's cool that she got a cameo in it it's cool that she got to present Mulan Yeah. presents Mulan and the Emperor says I want you you have brought honor to everyone your family and everything and I want you to be a general in my army or a commander in my army and she denies it just like you said earlier she declines it because she needs to go to her family and bring honor back to them yeah and make amends and she walks out and uh, Anwi comes after her the love interest. And he's like, I'll be seeing you again, uh, Mulan. And I'm like, oh, they're going to get together. Yeah. Oh, yeah, finally. And she goes home. And there's a really nice scene with her parents where the father's like, uh, I thought that you had to be this way. I nurtured you in a different way. And I wish that I would have let you be who you were. Like this really nice scene, basically. Uh-huh. And then... The guards from the emperor come, and they're like, "Hey, will you, uh, will Going you reconsider? The Emperor's guard. Will you reconsider and still be a commander?" And of course, now she's gonna say yes because she just got the freaking forgiveness from her family. Yeah, a really sweet scene, though. Yeah, and then it ends. So and again, I didn't get the closure from the love interest stuff.
1: So, uh, again, uh, for one, I think that, like, as far as the action is concerned, I think there's a caricature that America might want from, uh, you know, a fighting sequence from an Oriental film. And also, uh, also the, like, kind of addiction to the, to the love story. Like, love stories have, like, killed a whole bunch of movies for me because it's, instead of it being about the plot, it's like, well, uh, what about, did, did they get together? And it's like, I don't care. Like, so, like, in this movie, I loved it. Like, I'm kind of, like, understood, like, well, for one, either way, like, he wants her and he'll wait and she wants him, but she's got to figure a couple things out. So I'm pretty sure if I were a Batman that that's going to work out. So I'm like, all right, I got enough closure there. And, uh, but, like, yeah, like, there are not enough movies where, uh, you know, where culture is being respected and... Everyone's kind of trying to make amends because, like again, in, uh in like I was saying before, basically they insult everyone as they go out the door, basically burning a bridge. Except the person they burned a bridge with is too nice to never say no to them. Uh, and uh, when they come back, it's like, hey, you just you insulted me. Like, no, get get out of here. But no, she comes back and makes amends and uh that was the whole tone of the movie was respect for family it wasn't about this dude because he didn't even know who she was half the time so how are you supposed to get this love interest and she's trying to like not be in love with him because she's got to be a dude half the movie So... so i
0: get that i understand that but then leave out that whole scene where he's like i'll be seeing you later mulan like it just felt very flirty Leave, leave that out. That's what gave me the that.
1: closure. That's what gave me enough closure. It's like, all I right, they're going to need... see each other again.
0: That opened up more for me because I thought it would go a different way. And not that I care where I think it's going to go. I just, I cared that it was like, okay, you open this door, but you never close this door. You want to tie a loose end. And that, you know, whatever. I don't want... A sequel i don't need a sequel i would rather go back and watch the cartoon or i'd rather go watch uh one of those chinese films we talked about Uh and uh you know so in the end i liked the ending i liked characters cricket was fun uh that scene where they where we think cricket's dead uh and then he wakes up
1: oh i love that i was so heartbroken for like a second yeah
0: yeah that was good um None of the main characters died. <laughs> None of the main characters died. Again,
1: yeah, just like, again, like the this our day and age, it's like, everyone must die. We're all trained by Game of Thrones right now. And so this <laughs> is one of those happily ever ha- after type of things, not, you know, now it's like, oh, that was a good ending because basically so many effed up things happened. And then, no, this is a good ending because so many good things happened.
0: Now, I will give so I, I pretty much poo pooed on a lot of the film yeah I will, I will give you some of the things I really 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 liked the soundtrack
1: yeah yeah.
0: the music was so damn good mm-hmm. like the instrumentals and I just oh it was great now I could take or leave Christina Aguilera's cover of Reflections uh, whatever to that yeah I may. <laughs> but um yeah the soundtrack was just great the um,
1: it's the whole score is <sighs> uh, great.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. I was gonna say some of the things I really I like the ending. I already said that. Um, but yeah, my notes are pretty like this is boring. What the heck? <laughs> and I'll, I'll I give you
1: it. like that the when the phoenix like uh, it was kind of like a, a double edged sword for me. So like she's about to fight, um, uh, boy Khan, right? And or uh, and uh, while she's protecting the emperor. And the I'm thinking that she's going to finally turn into a phoenix herself or some other type of oh. bird like the witch. And I was like, for one, it might have been like the, the phoenix just flies behind her and it makes her appear like she has phoenix wings, right? Which was a little much. It was a little too ornate, yeah. but it was also really cool. And also, um, I really liked that they didn't go like right there. That's the fork in the road. She turns into a bird or she doesn't. And she's just kind that has the blessing of her ancestors. And I'm really glad they went the way that she went. Although I, you know, the CG wasn't super on point, right? So it wasn't like the best uh, mm-hmm. display. It was a little too much right there, but it was also, it was cool. And it was like, it was like a, hey, we could have gone this way. And I was very glad that they didn't go the other way.
0: Yeah. Here, here are my closing thoughts on Mulan. Uh, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. Um, unless my child one day is like, I want to watch a live action version of this. Uh, I don't, I think that the movie is not for, (sighs) it's not for the people who love the original. Yes. Because I don't, I don't feel, I feel like if you love the original and you're thinking you're going to see a live action version of that, uh, don't, don't get your hopes up because you're not. Right. Um, I feel like oh, there's a lot of things they could have done better. They could have cut things out. If they're going to make it two hours, make it two hours for a really good reason. No. For me, it wasn't. There was too much setup um, without enough payoff. And for being a movie about uh, fighting these Northerners, uh, there wasn't a lot of fighting, which, mm. okay, great. It was more about culture, um, which I, I did like the culture. I loved that. And I like the music a lot. Like I could probably pop on Spotify and listen to the soundtrack, the the actual um, instrumental soundtrack, and and be very happy. But no, I'm. It's not uh, for me. This movie was not for me. That's what I'll say. And I don't. I don't recommend it uh, unless you really, really, really need to see what it's about.
1: Yeah. So I will give that to you. If you loved the original, do not watch this one and expect to come out happy. But if you like, and eh, you know, I kind of watched Mulan, and I really wasn't into musicals, so I just really never give it a chance. Like me, I think it's a must see. Because, but uh, and also, just it's finally a, a great. I just feel like an amazing strong woman role that is just a completely respectable uh, role and example. I just loved it. I really loved the movie. And, um... I mean, don't get me wrong. I do, I'll do. i agree with you that there are parts that were rushed. Like, uh... Like you were talking about her, like... Putting on the armor and becoming, uh... Essentially a man. And, uh... In disguise. And then, um... Some of the fight... There should have been more fighting. At first I was like, uh... You know, I was like, oh, there are elements of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. But then there were ways that it was shot that I was like, this is like, uh... Almost like an Oriental three hundred in some parts, and mm-hmm. uh, and I was just like, eh. but it brought me back in because of the cultural tones and the things that I just I, I respect of uh, the, of the Chinese culture and I again like if you're expecting some caricature of the culture you're not gonna get that I think you're gonna get a very respectful message uh, regarding the Chinese culture and that's why I really like it because I I don't know I feel like a lot of people uh just don't want to take the time to to appreciate those moments and that's that's cool when you know whatever you you want you go for it but uh that was something really cool for me i thought it was a great picture it just i think it could have dealt with maybe like 20 more minutes of either added or exchanged footage uh that could have sped the movie up or really just gave it more meat for me to like sure. the main character the witch the emperor uh you know Bori khan and uh actually i could have probably could have dealt with a little bit more cricket also
0: yeah like the
1: training montage where like cricket is like failing all over the place and like you know maybe mulan helps him out you know that 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 would be really a lot that'd be really cool but again i really like this movie but i i can't i have to tell you that if you like the original i this is going to spoil it for you yeah
0: all right well I guess let's hear a word from our sponsors. Here we go. All right. Welcome back, passengers. We now have our birthdays and news coming up. So let's start off with the birthdays like uh, we always do. So, Mark, we got, uh, we got some fun ones. Oh, September yeah. 13th, uh, we have Tyler Perry.
1: Yes, congratulations. Um, recently became a billionaire, right? Did he? Yeah, I believe I saw a news article that he recently became a, uh, officially is a billionaire jeez
0: good for him yeah. that's awesome he's uh you know i'm not uh i don't really know a lot of his uh i never saw like medea or any of his movies that he did that feature medea you know yeah but um uh, they always look kind of funny to me like i'm like i'm interested i just haven't watched yeah but um yeah the acting stuff he's done i've liked
1: yeah like he was in gone girl right right
0: is not uh, gone girl uh well i think he was in a marvel movie wasn't he
1: yes uh well uh he was in the teenage mutant ninja turtles movie sorry not marvel
0: the one of the newer
1: ones yeah the 2016 out of the shadows
0: oh gosh that's right backstair stockman yeah 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 yeah. i remember now yes that's what it was it wasn't a marvel movie it was tmnt that's right yeah um After Tyler Perry, we have Fiona Apple. Uh, Normally, we don't do a lot of musical artists on this, but I really like Fiona Apple.
1: Uh, I mean, she did this soundtrack for Pleasantville and a couple other uh, uh, movies, but like, I mean, I'm not like a huge fan, but I I like her, you know?
0: I think her album uh, that she she brought out this year is, it's up there for possibly a lot of people's um, album of the year, but... Very cool. Um, after that, September fourteenth, we have the awesome Sam Neill.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. I mean, Jurassic Park. Hugh Grant. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Professor Weir, and that's uh, you. You
0: just said you said Hugh Grant. <laughs>
1: Oh my god! What did I say? Oh my god! I said Hugh Grant. You said. Oh my Hugh god! I'm Grant, so sorry. I'm dying. That Professor Grant. <laughs> Professor Grant. Oh my god! That's hilarious.
0: I'm dying. It took me a second to realize.
1: <laughs> I must be still on our review from the gentleman. That's so funny. No,
0: it's so good though. That was good. Yeah, per-
1: Professor. Professor Grant, Grant. and then uh, also uh, Weir in uh, <laughs> in one of my favorite horror movies. Uh <laughs> now I can't Event stop Horizon. laughing at me. But yeah, Event Horizon, yeah.
0: You got Event Horizon and then um golly, just not to mention uh he just did or he not just did, but a while back he did that Taika Waititi movie, um, oh, yeah. Hunt for the Wilder people, which was fantastic. He's just a great actor again. Amazing I can't actor. wait for uh Jurassic World three to have Same. him and and all of them back. Just all of the main cast back in the movie. Um, I September September 15th we have another awesome actor Tom Hardy you know who just Venom he's going to be in Venom 2 he's uh, he was awesome in the scenes that he was in Dunkirk he is an amazing Bane except for the voice that's right (laughs) no I
1: kind of like the refined voice that he does I
0: like the voice it, but I watched it recently, and I just didn't like uh, the. F- it feels like the voice is on top of the soundtrack.
1: Yeah, so I, I feel like well, especially because he's wearing that mask. There's no way you're gonna hear him for real. Right. But uh, also, I felt like it was kind of like a cartoony, like bringing like in a little homage from like the animated series, right? Because he was wasn't he didn't he have a, a voice? He wasn't like no, you in know, the like remember he's
0: he's Hispanic. He's got oh, Hispanic that's voice. right! He's a yeah. luchador.
1: Stop, stop whitewashing brown rolls, everybody. Just
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> I, just I, I wanted it. him to be this. He's because he's in the comics. He's. I a forgot smart, he
1: had an accent, uh, Hispanic accent. Yeah. He's a smart,
0: tactical uh, wrestler. Not wrestler, but he wears the luchador. Yes. Um, but.
1: Well, he did wear know, the. Then, uh, it. It looks like this. Not suspenders, but the. The wrestler's... Uh, Outfit. Yeah, whatever you call that the, thing. The,
0: the, uh, the, the
1: uni- unitard? Unitard. There you go. I was going to say leotard. I'm like, that's wrong. <laughs> um,
0: but they did adopt his voice uh, for the Harley Quinn cartoon show.
1: Oh, good. Good. Which Look, I they're... tried to turn on. And I'm still trying to get into it, but...
0: No, I love it. I think it's hysterical. You really need to get past the first few episodes. Yeah. It's I mean, really I'll funny. give it to you.
1: It's funny. It's just not... Like what I signed up for, but it's it's worth a watch. You you're
0: know? you're wanting yep. Harley Quinn from animated series. That's right. They're they're giving you the new Harley Quinn. They yep. want to go. They There's want Harley Quinn to it be down on throne.
1: <laughs> I like it, but anyway, um, I mean, I like it. I'm just not in love with it, you know. But
0: Tom Hardy is fantastic. Yes, uh, and I can't wait
1: for these Venom the Venom sequel. I you know my my car is based off of Venom. The whole theme is Venom. And uh I just can't wait to see what they do next and uh what he does next with his career. He's just constantly but no matter what role he does, you know he's gonna bring a stone cold presence to that oh, yeah. uh, you know role and you're gonna like what you see.
0: Oh yeah, he's just fantastic. After Tom Hardy we have Oliver Stone Ooh. who uh directed, let's see, Platoon, Wall Street,
1: Natural Born, the Born killers. Doors,
0: Born of the Fourth of July, JFK, Natural Born Killers. Did you already say Natural yeah, Born I just said Killers? It, yeah uh U-turn any given Sunday um he you know he's just one of those directors who who brings it a lot of the time so that you know cool that you know cool that he's still kicking and That's still right. doing movies yep um then Tommy Lee Jones who oh. every time I think of uh, of Tommy Lee Jones what do you think I'm thinking of Two-Face Two-Face
1: exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or or a US marshal chasing down Richard Kimball
0: Okay, I love uh, the Fugitive.
1: Yeah, the Fugitive is amazing. Again, Um, another amazing Harrison Ford movie.
0: Also, I really like the sequel as well.
1: I can't. I know I've seen it, but I cannot remember it for the life of me. I'm gonna. I want to
0: say it was. uh, It was. Was it Javier Bardem?
1: They actually chasing down the one armed man this time, or? No, (laughs) I'm just kidding. Actually, I don't know if I saw it, but I would totally watch it.
0: Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's bothering me right now, though, that I can't remember uh, who was in the sequel. I just...
1: (laughs) I bet you Tommy Lee Jones came back, but not Harrison Ford. No, Harrison Ford was not back. Yeah, I I figured that.
0: No, Harrison Ford uh, did not come back for the sequel. That was
1: such a good movie. Uh... Yeah. Oh, the sequel was U.S.
0: Marshals. Oh, it was Wesley Snipes yes. and Robert Downey
1: Jr. I did see that.
0: Yes, that's. I think you and I might have seen it in the theater
1: together. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I just I thought it would be called like The Fugitive Two.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it was U.S. Marshals. But um, also, you've got uh, you got Men in Black one through three, right? Um,
1: a volcano.
0: Volcano Oh gosh Volcano Yeah I forgot about that Oh man Yeah um, Okay so moving on We have September 16th One of my favorite actresses mm-hmm. Amy
1: Poehler Oh yeah great Parks and Rec I mean just an amazing comedian
0: Yeah you should If you've never done it I mean I know you're not a big reader But she has a fantastic uh, Autobiography she wrote Really good Right, really interesting.
1: And I, I, also, I, I remember her first role that I saw was in uh, Deuce Bigelow, which is the girl with Tourette's.
0: Oh my gosh, she is. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, you know, and I, and of course I remember her in Arrested Development. She married yeah. uh, Job, which was her real-life husband at the time. <laughs> I've made a huge mistake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, speaking um, of uh, Deuce Bigelow, by the way, Rob Schneider has an awesome little stand-up comedy skit I think on Netflix right now it's not bad
0: huh, I'll check that out I usually enjoy him um, but Amy Puller of course Parks and Rec is like my most favorite thing so oh, yeah. I'm so glad that happened uh, Mickey Rourke up next Mickey Rourke I always think of uh, him as the uh, wrestler bad guy in Iron Man 2
1: oh duh. yeah I think of the wrestler uh, but yeah that was but the too. wrestler
0: man the wrestler blows my mind how good that movie is
1: I know same uh, that, and again, that in, it included like two Iron Man cast members right there, Marissa Tomei Marissa and Tomei. Yep.
0: Mickey Rourke. Yeah, yeah. Marisa Tomei was um, really good in that role as well. Man, just Mickey Rourke. Just he's he's just he's really good when yeah, he I watch his it. movies. Yeah, he's so yeah. good. Uh, after Mickey Rourke, Molly Shannon. I just had to add her. Uh, not that she does the most amazing roles, but I I love thinking Superstar. of. Um, Star, where she sniffs her fingers after putting them in her yeah. armpits.
1: Oh yeah! Then she uh, was in uh, like uh, the other SNL movies, like uh, oh my god, uh, you uh, know, Night oh, at the Roxbury. Yes, Night at the Roxbury. Thank you. Yeah, I,
0: I, I, I IKEA. IKEA. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I never got that. That's an adult joke oh, right there. I, didn't I was get like, it till what I was older. is happening? I did not
0: get it till I was older. <laughs> And the funny thing is, is now that you're older, you're like, oh, yeah, I could do some Ikea. Yeah. I
1: don't know if we have no time. (laughs) Go to Home Depot.
0: (laughs) Maybe go to the Olive Garden. (laughs) (laughs) Um, After Molly Shannon on the same day, we have Nick Jonas, who, of course, uh, won part of the Jonas Brothers uh, and also... Texas natives, right here, right? Yeah, Texas Natives, and the, the he was in Jumanji, um, Welcome to the Jungle.
1: Yeah, well, and not just Texas Native, he's a South Lake Native, like
0: us. Well, Westlake, Grapevine? West,
1: Westlake, yeah. Usually,
0: would... Grapevine moved yeah. to Westlake once they got uh, famous. Funny story, true story, Mark and I went to Best Buy one time, <laughs> and uh, we got into the parking lot, and as we were pulling in, I saw Nick Jonas walking out of Best Buy, and I said, Dude that's that's freaking Nick Jonas right there I'm gonna try to go say hi to him and I'm not I I used to make fun of of him but being a
1: little bit of a fan right
0: I like I like the Jonas Brothers enough you know it's just (laughs) kind of cool that they were you know uh, that they live near us and so I was like I'm just gonna go say hi and say hey you know what's what's going on Uh, maybe get a picture and and Mark being the the douchebag that he is sometimes (laughs) We get halfway to to Nick Jonas, and he yells in a very feminine voice, Oh my God, it's Nick Jonas! And he yells this, (laughs) and he starts pretending to run. And Nick Jonas runs to his car and gets in as fast as he could. And I was like, you (laughs) jerk.
1: Oh my God, it's Nick
0: Jonas! Yeah, oh,
1: (laughs) jeez. That'd be funny if somehow he heard this and was like, that was y'all. That's hilarious.
0: Yeah, that'd be great if he remembered it. I'm sure people yell it all the time. I'm sure <laughs> that's why he ran.
1: Yeah, and uh, he's uh, come a long way since then.
0: I was just going to walk by and be like, hey, dude, what's up? Can I get a picture? That's it. But yeah. you, you made it into a thing. Oh, anyway. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I,
1: was like, well, I was like, why do you want his autograph? He's not going to be big. Whatever. Yep. He's, who was wrong? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, September 17th, we have Paul Feig, Paul, Feiggy, Paul Feige, Paul Fage. Uh, yeah, I don't Feige. know say his name. Yeah. Yeah. name. Sorry. But director of Bridesmaids, Ghostbusters, A Simple Favor, Um, pretty, you know, like does some fun stuff. Oh, totally. Uh, after him, Neil Blomkamp, uh, so South African native who makes South African films. Amazing. <laughs> and names. District 9. Yep. Elysium. Yep. And Chappie. Yep. Chappie being so good, I don't know why some people don't like that film.
1: I, I have no idea. I've, I've heard people say they don't like it, and I'm like, how? Yeah, like, how you did you, know? it's a
0: beautiful film. Did you it's, get it's like,
1: a- you know what happened to them? I know what happened to them. It's like when they illegally download a movie and it's mislabeled, and they accidentally watched a wrong movie.
0: <laughs> right. I thought this was supposed to be Bicentennial Man yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Navy Williams? Seals Who's, who's word <laughs> Why are they cursing? Yelling at each other
1: That is not Robin Williams
0: Don't you want to sleep?
1: <laughs> that was funny I loved that oh. part Chappie's a
0: beautiful film uh and, and of course I thought it was brilliant that uh Blomkamp got DeAntword to play themselves in an exaggerated role. Oh uh, totally. Oh, such a good movie. I could watch I'm probably going to watch that. I'm probably going to watch it again there, soon.
1: When I, had, when I had, I have like a very dead meme page. But uh, one of my first memes was referencing Choppy and it was like relationship goals. And it's uh, Yolandi, like running with like a big old AK or whatever, uh, going to save, uh, oh my gosh, what's the name? Ninja. The ninja, yeah. So from uh, the big old machine that they're trying to, that's kind of the whole oh, God, that, climax that whole... of the movie. Oh,
0: Ending climax is just so <clears throat> good. Oh Yolandi with that is it, what is it it's a pink like AK or something like that?
1: Yes. Oh, that was oh, oh man. And then uh, Ninja had like a yellow one.
0: Oh, I just thought that gosh. was
1: the coolest thing. And uh, yeah, if you want to see my uh, really dead meme page, it's uh, five fingers set to the face with the actual number.
0: Yeah, you haven't posted that in a while.
1: Uh, Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever mentioned it. I don't really tell a lot of people about it, but that meme is like all the way at the beginning. I don't have that many. Oh, but man. it's and, uh, oddly specific memes.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, they really are. I want to watch that movie again now. I got chills, man. And D'Antward's oh, totally music throughout the whole thing.
1: Yep. Oh, jeez. Baby's geez, such, on fire. Oh, oh
0: such bing, a good... Bing. If you have never... Passengers, if you've never listened to D'Antward treat yourself some south african rap yep. that will offend you in the best ways possible
2: yeah um
0: uh, like, watch um watch babies on F- babies on fire yeah is that the one where they're making fun of um of lady gaga uh
1: maybe no oh that's that uh, i think that's off the same album but i don't think it's that song
0: no, you're right. It's uh not it's not cookie thumper. No,
1: cookie I, thumpers. But that's like it's what made fatty them boom huge. Boom. There you go. There you go.
0: Fatty boom boom. Watch the music video for Fatty Boom Boom cuz it's probably it's hilarious. The, the most ridiculous thing you'll ever see. But then Go down that rabbit hole. Like, just go down that rabbit hole and watch some of these things. When I was younger, I heard of D'Antward and I watched... It was like 2012, I think, is when they started doing their music videos. Uh And I watched some and I was like, ooh, I don't know about this, but like... yeah. Man, but no. Was their 20, most
1: popular song for anybody who 11. doesn't know is uh, "I Think You Freaky," right? I think you freaky. The freaky and the lucky one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You give that a listen, and then try to like check out the other ones. Like, if you're a dude, I recommend uh, "Enter N- the Ninja." That cool. Oh, "Enter the cool. Ninja."
0: Um, Enter the Fire. Ninja. So good. That's like That's just a brilliant song. So good.
1: Um, good
0: stuff. Which we, again, like that like, was in
1: the that was the song that they put on for the ending credits of Choppy. And I'm yeah. just like, boom! Like That movie like gets you pumped up, emotional, and then it ends with that. And I'm just like, oh my god. This is so cool.
0: Aye, aye, aye. I am your butterfly. I need
1: oh. your protection.
0: I your Mark and I are actually going to see them in May. Yes! Finally. They delayed their show twice. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on. <laughs> okay. uh, September 18th, James Marsden, who of course we covered for Sonic the Hedgehog,
1: Cyclops. So,
0: Cyclops. Uh, yeah. Um
1: And also very <laughs> hilarious in Sex Drive. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So.
0: <laughs> I can't even quote. I can't quote anything because the movie is just it's so.
1: Bad. Still, yeah, it's too messed up. But that's exactly <laughs> so, how I am about my car. You know, I'm just oh like, my oh my god. Like it was really you know, hilarious to watch part, until I got a sports car, and I'm like, that's exactly how I would be if somebody stole. The part where he's trying to get jelly. his
0: brother in the car. And yeah. He just put
1: the brakes on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So good. so good. That's the opening scene, pretty much.
0: <laughs> yeah. It is. It is. It is. Get your poop in a group. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jason Sudeikis, mm-hmm. who of course SNL, but uh, more recently we've got like We're the Millers. Yeah. Uh, both uh, horrible boss films.
1: Oh, He's, I love those uh, movies.
0: Oh, I do too. He's funny. I really like him. He's in a new show on Apple TV. That's supposed to be pretty good, where he plays... He's like a uh, football coach who gets a job as a uh, soccer coach in England. (laughs) It looks pretty funny. I haven't watched it yet, but I want to. I feel like I say that a lot. I haven't watched that yet, but I want to.
1: Yeah, I Uh, know. We have a big to-do list, both of us.
0: Yeah, my cue is huge. Uh, Fred Willard is uh,
1: September Uh, 18th. Rest rest in in peace, peace, Fred Willard.
0: We uh, do love you, Fred Willard. You are, we will miss you. You are hysterical. And uh, there are movies that are going to definitely, we won't feel your presence anymore. So that sucks. Allison yeah. um, Lohman, who... Uh,
1: <laughs> I, I like ca- to confuse all the time.
0: Yeah, he, he goes, yeah, Allison Lohman plays uh, Star, Starlight on Starlight. the boys. And I was like, no. It's
1: no? Aaron no. Moriarty. I don't think that's her.
0: Uh, but she wasn't Matchstick Men, which I a love smart. that movie.
1: Big Fish, Drag Big Me fish. to Hell, and that like yeah, said, I was—that's what we were talking about. I'm like, "Oh, is that her?" And we're like, "No, that's not her." Uh, no. Yeah, oh, that's so funny. Drag Me to Hell is
0: good. That's a yeah. that's a fun one. That's what that, Sam, thats like Sam Raimi doing Evil Dead again. Is basically yeah, that, yeah, that well, revived Sam Raimi
1: because I was upset with him after the Spider-Man Three thing, but then yeah. there, that came out and I was like, "Well, at least you're doing." what you want to do and this is where you are and I love Drag Me to Hell because it's it's a it's a horror comedy especially at the well, end well you and
0: I seeing it in the theaters yeah. and the scene where the goat starts like talking yeah is the funniest thing full ever. Like, on wow, we Sam Raimi I think I saw that movie a couple times at theaters yeah 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 um after Allison Lomit September 19th uh why is it
1: on there twice oh my gosh she's on uh she's in Gamer as Trace, I totally forgot. That she was a good girlfriend? movie. Yeah, I believe. Well, not not the girlfriend. Uh, but uh, that's the person one of the people that tried to free him. She's like part of the resistance. Oh. Okay, that helps okay. like get like hacked.
0: It's been systems. so long since I've seen Gamer. Oh yeah, me I too. I it. totally forgot. I own it. I just haven't watched it a yeah, long time. Yeah, it's a
1: great film. Uh,
0: September nineteenth, we have Danielle Panabaker, mm. who uh right now she's on Flash. She plays uh. She plays uh, Killer Frost uh, slash Caitlin, and I remember and then, first
1: seeing her from uh, as Layla in Sky High. She can, can she's basically poison ivy, right? Uh, she can oh man, plants. I
0: love Sky High.
1: Oh yeah, I know that's like full on. I don't know, I, that's just a pleasure. I I wanted to say guilty pleasure, but I literally no. can watch that movie anytime. No. And on top movie. of that, they have Farva in it for a little bit. He's the bus <laughs> driver.
0: He's the bus driver. <laughs> Oh, man. You know, I have been wanting to watch uh, uh, the other Farva movie. Dead, Dead, not Dead Island. What's the one where they're Club on Dread? the island? Club Dread, yeah. Yeah, that
1: was a good one. I love I loved Club Dread. Maybe, Probably. I don't know if I like, Cl- I think I like Club Dread more than I like Super Troopers. Oh, shit. your mouth. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I know. But I, I I just, I think it's more hilarious and I also like the beach vibe. So, and then, yeah. uh, and I, but Super Troopers too really like carried the torch of super troopers one which kind of put super troopers back above club dread but not on its own it's like as a concerted effort
0: super troopers one and two make very good movies that you can watch at the
1: same time back to back yeah
0: back to back because they feel like it's just one long movie in a good way
1: yeah it's like a modern movie with an intermission right
0: (laughs) it's fun um after Daniel Pennebaker, we have Adam West, another rest in peace. We lost him a few yeah. years back. The original 1960s TV series Batman. He played Bruce Wayne slash Batman. He gave us bat repellent. He gave us the bat shark, dance.
1: Shark, shark repellent.
0: Shark repellent. I'm sorry, you're right. I said bat repellent. He gave us shark repellent. He gave us a surfing Batman. Yep. Uh, and
1: uh, recently, I uh, I'm just recently re- well rewatching. The uh, Big Bang Theory, and I just watched an episode where he hangs out with Sheldon and everybody, and he t- compares himself to the, all the other Batmans. And uh, he, he... I forgot. I think he didn't know... Uh, oh, he didn't know what an Affleck was. He's like, what's an oh. Affleck? <laughs> it was, it was really funny. funny.
0: Yeah, I like Adam West a lot, and I like that he's uh, his humor is like self-referential. Um, yeah. So he played the mayor... Mayor Adam West on uh, Family Guy, he's being replaced uh-huh. finally. I say finally, not like it's a good thing, but he's being replaced by another awesome older gentleman who I absolutely love, uh, Sam um, Elliot. Sam Elliot. So, that's pretty fun.
1: Uh, apparently, he was in uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous. I did not know that. I assume he was one of the judges.
0: <sighs> he might be. You're right.
1: That's I hilarious. Of,
0: I was thinking of the other, uh, the other movie with models. Uh, where it's um, Captain Kirk, ah, uh, but you know who I'm talking about. You know, uh, the movie, I always can't remember the freaking movie's name. Yeah, with uh, Sandra Bullock. I remember. Yeah. Anyway, and then last but certainly not least, another uh, Batman alumni from the newer generation, Batman, Batfleck. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Irons, who huh. played uh, Alfred Pennyworth in the new uh, Justice League and Batman vs Superman, who I thought did a very good job. As playing a different Alfred. Different yeah, he Alfred. brought an
1: amazing new take to Alfred. Because we all were stuck on the the original um, Batman's, the Batman movies from back in the '90s. On that Alfred, we were all just, if anything amazing came out of those movies, it was Alfred, right? Like that non-Batman amazing. Well, always uh,
0: Alfred is always a fantastic uh, role. Yeah, role like Michael Caine.
1: Right. But he's always been kind of the you know the guy behind the curtain and and uh, but this time there was a nice fresh feel to it as opposed to him just kind of always bringing Batman food and being like oh you know you should be home and dating more often I thought it was yeah. really cool
0: yeah he's good and then also he was just in uh, Watchmen the TV series
1: ah I haven't seen it yet I need to check he played it out.
0: Adrian Adrian vet and then um, let's see the but voice of Scar thing, Scar. Yeah, Yeah, be prepared. (laughs)
1: That's right.
0: uh, From the the Lion King, the original Lion King. Yeah, I definitely uh, missed uh, Jeremy Irons' voice as Scar in the new Lion King remake.
1: Yeah, I want to say the first place I saw him was Die Hard uh, with a Vengeance, and he's Simon. Because his voice is really what takes on the role most of the movie. You don't find out that it's Jeremy Irons until basically like three quarters of the movie. And so... But uh, yeah, you know his voice from Lion King. I mean, he has oh, yeah. such an iconic villainous voice. Well, it's so, just and it's, that it's
0: voice rich. is just so it's buttery smooth. It's I don't know. It's great.
1: I love. I, you I call really his like voice buttery
0: smooth. Buttery smooth.
1: Man. <laughs> buttery smooth. I like it. I like it. I, yeah. I can. I feel it. Jeremy Irons, you
0: got a buttery smooth voice. <laughs> I'd like to hear it more.
1: <laughs> Why don't you come on
0: the show, Jeremy? Speaking of buttering them up, it.
1: yeah, exactly. We'd, we'd love, to, we'd have love to
0: have you. We'd love to have you, Jeremy Irons. Come on the show. We'll <laughs> sing "Be Prepared" together. Be awesome. Be prepared for the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Scar brothers, save me! <laughs> happy birthday to our celebrities.
1: Happy birthday.
0: All right. So in some news, let's uh, let's start off with. Well, you know what? I'm gonna switch up some things here. Let's start off with a, being respectful here, but uh, actress Diana Riggs has died today. Oh, yeah. Or, well, today we're filming, so what? 9-10, uh, so September 10th, uh, 2020. Diana Riggs has died at the age of 82. Uh, no cause of death has been said. Um, but she was amazing mm-hmm. Yeah. in Game of Thrones.
1: Like... I mean, there's nothing else to say. She was just so... She finally got what she wanted. Her revenge, like, at the last minute, right?
0: Well, what... uh, If I can remember the scene correctly, she's in that tea... She's having tea with Cersei.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: And she basically, in no direct... Doesn't she say that she killed... Yeah, she uh, tells
1: him that she killed her son. Yeah.
0: She killed her son. And it's just this...
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: That scene is just so... Because Cersei... There's nothing... She wants to get a revenge by killing uh, yeah. killing her. and like she already got her. She got her. Like, yeah. She took all of the happiness out of the scene of killing uh, the Queen of Thorns, I think they called her. Right. Uh, they got... Uh, oh, my gosh. That's... Oh, my gosh. That was the best scene of the
1: whole the show. The whole show, yeah.
0: The whole show. She steals it. Every scene that she is in, she steals. Yeah. Totally, but that scene right there—best scene of the show, period. The end. That is it. Mm-hmm. Oh
1: god, that's a go slow cutting knife right there. Oh my god, oh, I got go back.
0: That's that's the good old days of. Uh, uh, that was the the last good season, maybe
1: of Game of Thrones. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, oh, I guess uh, everybody dogged on a the whole. eighth season. Yeah.
0: Come on, that last season was. Yeah, it had some good parts, but... Ugh, it was really rocking. the
1: actual ending that I didn't like about the 8th season, not the whole 8th uh, season.
0: I didn't mind the ending. I was okay <laughs> with that. Whatever. Yeah. Um, But Dinah Riggs, who also uh, was in the original British series, The Avengers. Yeah. Which they made a, a movie out of, I remember in the 90s and I remember thinking oh it's gonna be the Avengers yeah. like the Marvel <laughs> Avengers nope you ever go to rent the Avengers and accidentally bo- you get the uh, wrong Avengers in the back of the box I <laughs> you can't really do that anymore because Blockbuster there's only one left in the world yeah um, but yeah, I guess you can go to family video that's still a thing yeah get the Avengers I remember renting Beetlejuice once and accidentally I rented the cartoon was behind the box and not the movie <laughs> I was really disappointed because I really wanted to watch the movie, but I was like, okay, I guess I'm watching Beetlejuice the
1: cartoon. Oh, 90s problems.
0: Yeah, right. So, rest in peace, uh, Diana Riggs. We really have very much enjoyed you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so on to some awesome, awesome news. Awesome news. Amazing news. Mark and I are big fans of the Scream series. Yes. The the series of movies, franchise. It's called the Scream franchise. uh Nev Campbell is returning as Sydney Prescott for Scream 5.
1: Thank you, Lord. Like we thought, needed her to come back. I kind of thought she would say no. Yeah, like maybe she's just done or something like, like that. Like some you, actors are like just like, like ah, I'm, I'm retiring that it. character. Yeah.
0: Maybe she's like, "Yeah, let's just let's let someone else have it." But uh-huh. now we definitely have Nev Campbell and we definitely have David Arquette. Yep. Come on, come on uh uh Vera, uh Wow, Cox. Uh, Courtney Cox.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Bring us Courtney Cox. You know she what? I want well.
1: also Jamie Kennedy to come back and be like, what? guys, I was just like, I they thought I was dead, so I recorded that, but I've really just been a vegetable. Nobody checked up on this? <laughs> <laughs> Rose McGowan's already suddenly back. She's
0: like, my back's not broke. My back just broke. That's all.
1: Yeah, they reconstructed my head. I'm good. It, you know, garages they crush your head, but you know, uh, you can you can live. <laughs> they could pull.
0: They could pull a uh, new nightmare on them and and do. Uh, Scream was a movie series, and
1: they were all mm. the actors
0: in it. Oh. And then the Scream guy actually comes to kill them. Like, Freddy came to kill the actors that were in the Freddy movies. Uh-huh.
1: That'd New cool. Nightmare
0: was actually a very good movie. Yeah. Um, uh, so, okay, let's move on to movie stuff. Like, as in, Sony says they're not going to release any big-budget movies during the pandemic. Uh-huh.
1: I mean, I, I get, get it, it I get but it's it. also, like, dude.
0: I, I, I get I mean, Mulan made $30 million over wow. this last weekend. That's, that's great. No, it, well for pandemics great, but the the amount of money they spent on the movie. Yeah. So Sony's like, oh, We're making two hundred thousand dollar budget or two hundred million dollar budget movies. Yeah. And we're not gonna make two hundred million back at least. You know, I understand it. I get it. Uh there's some movies though yeah. that you take a loss on. You know, you just take your you take your L and you walk away from it. Um, I mean there's rumors that uh the Black Widow still may pop up on Disney+. Plus. Mm. There's a big rumor right now saying that um, Disney-Pixar's soul is going to be on Disney+, and not come out to the theaters, so... Oh, man. Um, I get it. I understand the uh, big-budget movies not coming out during the pandemic. It makes me sad. Yeah. I sure. Get
1: I get it, but I don't, I don't like it.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... But how many Sony movies? I mean, that's just saying, like... For me right now, the only Sony movie I can think of off the top of my head is Venom 2.
1: Yeah, same. So, I mean, so, I, I can wait, but also it's like. Just give it to me. Right. <laughs> I want it.
0: Right. It's speaking of movies that we wanted, uh, Rey in Star Wars. So, Daisy Ridley is revealed that originally in The Force Awakens, she is a Kenobi. Right? She's Rey Kenobi. Which. Wouldn't that have made way more sense?
1: <laughs> yes, like, i that's what I was kind of hoping for, that she was a descendant of Kenobi, and uh, that would have made way more sense than this, uh, her adopting the name Skywalker business...
0: Right, which you know, like for what they did, it worked. I guess you know, whatever. It's like a, it, it felt like a fan fiction Star yeah. Wars than a than a real Star Wars. Um, there were parts I really liked of this new the new series, and there's parts I didn't like. And that last one I haven't watched since the theaters, where I watched the Last Jedi a bunch, and I and I watched Force Awakens a bunch.
1: Yeah, I watched I only, this
0: one like once, and I was like, I watched okay. it one time in the theaters where I've seen. All, all the Star Wars movies from uh, Force Awakens, Rogue One, Last Jedi, yeah, Han did. Solo, or Solo, a Star Wars film. I saw all those three times, probably, in theaters each. Yeah. And saw it once in the Omni, the giant round Omni. Mm. I saw all of them in the Omni. And and I didn't want to really go see uh, Rise, of the, Rise of Skywalker. It was okay. There were scenes that I really liked. Like, I love the fight scene when yeah. they're on the... Uh, when they're on that that archipelago or whatever going out into the water and they're fighting on that. Uh Like, that was really cool to me. Um, But, like, there's other stuff that I just, uh, whatever. But anyway, Herbie and Kenobi would have been killer. They should have kept with that. Really, they should have just let J.J. do all of the movies with his vision instead of cutting it up and having it do J.J. And then we're going to do Ryan... Ryan um, I can't think of his last name and then we're going to do Colin Trevorrow but then we're going to fire yeah. Colin Trevorrow, Trevorrow and do J.J. Abrams again and just you know Ryan Johnson is that it? Ryan Ryan I can't think of his name it's going to bother me but whatever <laughs> uh, so anyway on moving on another nerdy film series Robocop yeah uh, they're they're making Robocop series and it's going to be a prequel And it's not going to feature
1: RoboCop at all. (laughs) Super (laughs) weird, but it's going to be better than RoboCop 3, I guess.
0: Probably. It's going to be about (laughs) the evolution of Richard Jones to Dick Jones. And the story of the OCP (laughs) and how the world moves into the future and how the corporate world behaves.
1: I work for Dick Jones! Dick Jones!
0: i got to go back and watch the RoboCop films. It's been a while. It's
1: so amazing. And I I wish more... um more movies did what they did it's kind of like grand theft auto right like if you're d- playing around grand theft auto you're driving around in your car and you pay attention to the little ads on the radio stations and they create this little universe right i right. loved that comedic uh humor or that uh that kind of comedy in robocop like the, the i'll buy that for a dollar or they're uh the guys like talking about what Phone line he had gotten, and he missed his deadline, and it leads to like a suicide in the commercial because he missed the deadline and lost the account, and it's oh, subsequently geez. his job. And I'm just like, that's the most morbidly hilarious commercial I've ever seen. But you know, not a lot of not a movie, a lot of movies do that, and I wish they did.
0: <laughs> I guess I got to go back and watch it again because I don't remember a lot
1: of that. Oh yeah, you'll love it.
0: Um. Moving on from that, we got okay. This bothers both Mark and I a little bit. Yeah. The Doogie Howser female reimagining uh, is coming to Disney Plus. That's who bought the the rights to it now. So um, it's being right now. The working title is Doogie Kamealoha, MD. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really, so
1: catchy, right?
0: Please just just call it Doogie Howser. Just let her be. Just a female Doogie Hauser. Can it? Can we just do that? Let's. If we're gonna do that, let's just call it. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna
1: steal a show, just, just yeah, just give him the name. You know what I want? I
0: want a uh, Cobra Kai like show for Doogie Hauser. It'll be yes. Neil Patrick Harris dealing with that he didn't have a childhood. Exactly. And does he still want to be a doctor? Uh, you know, what are the things he's been through the last twenty years, twenty five and- years?
1: any movie that like really continues from us like a saga like that from back in the day should be how that movie may not have aged perfectly to our generation right now and how those characters are struggling to make like you know life work uh and adjusting to the new time and standards of how we live uh socially and it's like uh, i don't like when when they kind of just come in and just switch they're just like oh we're gonna start all over again and it's essentially the exact same show with a female cast i'm like no please like please make it just call it something else and you can do it whatever you want you can steal it or whatever but like stop trying to ride the the coattails of other franchises you know i'm just not a huge fan of that at all if
0: they're doing this if I'm going to ever watch it, it needs to have at least Neil Patrick Harris be a part of it.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. But, like...
0: Him playing we, her
1: father or something. What were we mentioning? There was one that I that we were talking about. And I Charlie's was like, Angels? Oh, yeah. What if they, like, rebooted Charlie's Angels with all dudes? Or uh, the Gilmore, Gilmore Girls with all just... It's Gilmore Boys. Like, everyone would be like, what? <laughs> it just would make no sense. And, um, right oh and then we like also talked about sex in the city one time and i'm just like you know i just really think that i'm all down for original roles but like basically stealing a show is i don't know i'm just not a huge fan of it at all but you know
0: i think it's the original creators at least saying hey go ahead and do your thing
1: like yeah but yeah you can have you can do your own thing with this terrible title (laughs) <laughs> well, they,
0: could just, they could have just made a, a whole new plot. It could have just been a girl Doogie Hauser, but she didn't have to be called Doogie. Yeah, She could be called something else.
1: Like, I, I would know. totally be into an extremely smart female role that's a young doctor. I would totally watch it. It doesn't have to be called Doogie Hauser, but we could know, well, hey, this sprung from that idea.
0: Uh, you know, it's going to be Disney+, Plus, so it's going to be less Grey's Anatomy, less uh, House, less anything like that. It's going to be more Disney-fied. Uh-huh. Um, We don't know what they're going to do with it yet. But, uh, you know, I just think of that other show that just started a couple years ago where it's the autistic kid becoming a doctor.
1: Oh, the, um, uh, the good doctor. Yeah, great. The good great doctor.
0: Show. Right. But like something like that, it's like, OK, a lot of this stuff has been done. Why do we need to rehash it? Like, why do we need to rehash Doogie Howser? You know, I, I just right. don't. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's anyway, just
1: can... it's, it's simply a representation issue i think and it's just like well wait a minute like you can you, I, I feel like there's a ton of female doctor roles <laughs> in in sure. media now so i'm just like why did you have to steal this one so right. uh there's just no really good reason why doogie kami aloha md should really be a thing it could really stand alone on its own
0: yes i agree Um, Jelly Belly Founder, uh, is acting like Willy Wonka and he's hiding the golden ticket. But instead of it being the price of a candy bar and trying to eat your weight in candy, uh, it's, it's a $50 ticket you can buy. There's a thousand tickets per state that you can buy. And then they're going to put you in a Facebook group that's private for only the people who bought a ticket. And, uh, then it's a riddle. If you solve the riddle, you'll find the gold dog tags somewhere with a code on them somewhere in Texas or Hawaii or Alaska or wherever else you live. Uh, And so you have to find it in your state. So you sign up for your state. Like I said, it's a 1,000 people per state. And uh, if you find it, you get $5,000 immediately. Like, that's what you get. That's your prize. Um, And then... Then it's 50 people all going towards one dog tag somewhere hidden in the United States.
1: Wow. That makes me want to sing the song. I got a golden dog tag. I got a golden (laughs) dog tag to make my day.
0: And if you find that, then he sends you to candy making school. What? Yeah. There's a candy making school in like Wisconsin or something like that. You get sent to candy making school. Uh, at a university and then uh, he gives you one of his candy factories to run
1: with with, with the glass elevator <laughs> <laughs> I
0: have no clue what's in it he said it's in Florida
1: and with a golden dog that gets the golden way I'm actually
0: interested I'm, I'm, Heck yeah, I, I'm st- interested. I would like them to make a TV series out of this so that I can watch what's happening like a reality series following a couple of people trying to go after this thing.
1: What do they call them? Like candy tears or something like that? I forgot. But a candy maker. Oh, that's a chocolatier. Oh, chocolate. Uh, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. I totally. Now that they're. Oh man, another great news. Excuse me. They are uh, stopping uh, keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. Thank <laughs> God. Oh my a goodness. Twenty twenty win right there. Yeah. Right. Finally, I was. Um, Anyways, uh, but, but yeah. Keeping up with but, but, the chocolatiers is what I thought they should call it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. If
0: there were so the the fifty dollars though, like it's not just you're putting in fifty dollars and then you lose that fifty dollars if you don't get anything. Everyone who puts in the fifty dollars gets a sixty dollar bag Whoa. of Jelly Belly jelly beans CBD. So my
1: eyes are very uh, big right now. That is so cool.
0: So it's you're you're getting a sixty dollar thing. Plus, it's basically ten dollars off. Right.
1: Yeah, that's I don't know. cool. I, just kind of thought,
0: I thought. I for a part of me was like, well, if I get jelly beans with CBD in them,
1: that's a win right there.
0: And, and, and that's a sixty dollars thing.
1: <laughs> and yeah, I'm
0: only paying fifty for it. It's like the I, logical part of my brain is saying I should do this.
1: Yeah, it's like I, I can't go wrong. Like, where? where how do and, I lose? <laughs> and, what if, and what if he put it somewhere in DFW? That then, would be like,
0: amazing. It has to be. Then, the, then I find a dog tag. all you know, I mean, it could be Austin. It could be Houston. It could be El Paso. It could as be. As long as there's Ambrillo, one in Texas, you know? I'm happy. Texas is
1: huge. Yeah, it's huge. It's like uh, worth five other states. So there's got to be five dog tags here.
0: I'm excited <laughs> to see where this goes. I hope that people post the riddles after the whole thing is done. They're Me like, too. oh, this was the riddle. So I could be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And tell me where it was and how you found it. And it could be in the frickin' middle of the desert in, East, or in West Texas, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's pretty cool that they're doing that, though. I, I, I like that idea. That idea is really fun. Uh, the last piece of news we have is um, there's ghost hunter Zach Baggins. And Zach Baggins is ridiculous. If you watch any of his uh, ghost hunting shows ridiculous, uh, says that he can feel them and yeah. you know, never really shows anything. But he does have a museum in his house of but it gets you. haunted artifacts. I do like watching these things <laughs> yeah, shows. Uh, And they do freak me out a little bit. They get me, I get the chills and I'm like ooh. Um, but he uh, just bought, uh, let's see, I have the article up here. He bought um, the creepy clown self-portrait painting that Gacy did while he was in jail, John Wayne Gacy and John Wayne Gacy, if you don't know this, passengers, he was uh, executed in 1994 after being convicted of murdering 33 young men and boys in the 1970s and he buried most of the corpses in a crawl space under a Chicago area home he was really into clowns. He would dress up as a clown. He's really creepy. Um, so, Ghost Adventure Zach Baggin says, "I want his stuff." Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I guess really? uh, Gacy's stepdaughter—he well, sent all his stuff from prison to his stepdaughter. So, the paintings, uh, letters with s- clown stickers on them, um, the last some Polaroids he took. Uh, gosh, what else? Did he have – he sent uh, – yeah, those were the big things. And so she apparently lives a few blocks down from his haunted museum in Las Vegas. Zach's haunted museum in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And contacted him and said she would like to sell these. And so he, of course, wow. bought them because Zach Baggins likes everything that could be haunted. Um, oh, he bought – also, there was more weird art letters – and he also bought one of the last Polaroids Gacy snapped, plus his last pack of cigarettes before being executed. Wow. Um, Zach says the Gacy art and letters piqued his interest because they make Gacy seem like a loving stepfather, despite murdering <laughs> thirty-three people. Um, the items will be displayed in his museum's true crime exhibit alongside with other stuff from serial killers. That is insane. Uh, but she she lived, uh, Tammy Hoff was her name, she lived uh-huh. with Casey during his killings and had no clue. Wow. Yeah, pretty, pretty crazy. Pretty interesting stuff, honestly. Big time. Uh, yeah, but yeah, creepy, creepy stuff. Well, speaking of uh, creepy stuff, let's let our sponsors tell you about Stabby Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mark, we have a sponsor that will surely stab at people's hearts
1: this sounds tantalizing
0: for sure sing super sharp swords is having a sale for our listeners
1: yes if listeners buy a super sharp sword from sing and enter in the code mulan needs mushu they'll get half off their cart that sounds like they're
0: slashing their prices for us thanks sing and your super sharp swords
1: yay all right everybody it is that time again for our uncut part of our show The elevator pitch where we will spend 30 seconds uh, after receiving three random words trying to create the perfect movie idea just like you would at any movie production area if you got into an elevator and there happened to be an exec standing right next to you so we're going to try and keep it under 30 seconds and today it is danny's turn so are you ready for your words danny
0: I am. I feel like these are getting increasingly harder. So they I'll are. See what you give me.
1: They really are, especially given the words are just kind of like super duper random and really unrelated. Oh my gosh. Last week was a I doozy. Need,
0: I need some new passengers to come out here and do this. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> be, be our white knights or our uh, <laughs> white roses. Yeah. All right,
1: Dwork, go, give me the words. All right. Your words are spinach, verse, and calm. I. So, Spinach,
0: Verse, and Calm. Mm hmm. So, it's like uh, 1995. It's the peak of, let's say, 94, 92, like, somewhere in the early 90s. And I'm setting the scene. This is like the peak of hip hop.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: And the newest. Hip hop uh, sensation coming out of a little sea shanty town in Maryland is DJ Popeye. <laughs> and every time he pops a can of spinach into his mouth, he gets the Zen like calm. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, flowing out of him are these sick rap verses. And everyone is into DJ Popeye now. He is the man. He's up there rapping about olive oil. And he's rapping about uh, sweet pea. He talks about paying for hamburgers on Tuesday. So he can get one today. And everyone is, is just into it. Everyone's like, DJ Popeye, DJ Popeye. But then there's MC Brutus. And MC Brutus is pissed off. So he challenges Popeye to the rap battle of the century. And you got to see the movie to know how it ends.
1: <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and clap there. Because I think that was amazing and hilarious at the same time. And it might be the reboot we might all love to see. <laughs> <laughs> too bad. It's like Popeye meets 8 Mile. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's too bad.
0: It's too bad Robin Williams can't reprise his Popeye role.
1: Oh my god, that would be amazing. Rest in peace again. Love you, Robin Williams. Rest in peace,
0: Robin Williams. Of course, there's also a documentary about Robin Williams coming out that everyone should see as well.
1: Yes. Well, I just want to welcome everyone to the beginning part of September, which means it is officially... Halloween season for everyone who loves Halloween just as much as I do. <laughs> and just as much as the Christmas freaks who decorate two months in advance. We get it too, guys. Anyway, Spirit so, stores are
0: open. Spirit that, stores are
1: open. That's right. So That means it's Halloween. That's right. We ain't skipping over it and going straight to Thanksgiving or Christmas. This is Halloween time.
0: Right, right. I'm all about those uh, social distance candy things. They're like long tubes you put at your front door. And then when a kid comes, you just pour the candy down the tube and they could put their their halloween bucket or pillowcase or whatever under the tube and the candy will go in there
1: isn't that wonderful you know you could just be watching a movie and you know just like chilling in your your skibbies or your uh workout gear you don't got to see nobody it's perfect love that idea
0: <laughs> I, I love that i've got a kid who will be able to walk around in his costume and finally go get some candy exactly yeah.
1: halloween's so. still on Halloween, I'm,
0: st- I'm still doing
1: it. Yeah, I mean, I might not do everything, but I, and I might not go to a gigantic party, but something's happening.
0: I'm going to carve me some pumpkins. That's
1: right. All right, fellow passengers, that concludes our episode for today and this week. We hope to see you back next week. And as always... I'm Danny. And I'm Mark. And in
0: case we don't see you, good afternoon, good evening,
1: and good night.